You are now listening to services at Greater Christ Temple. Why, Pastor Bishop Carly Holland is the presiding bishop of the Pentecostal Assembly of Believers Incorporated. It is our sincere purpose that you gain insight into the wonderful will of God for you. We are excited that you have joined our listening audience. Missionary and Christian women will be in fourth Sunday service on Sunday, January 26, 2014 at 4 o'clock p.m. The speaker will be Evangelist Vicki Brown. The theme, Keeping the Focus. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God, Hebrews 12 and 2, right here at Greater Christ Temple, 210 Hilton, Ferndale, Michigan, Evangelist Vivian Phillips, Chairperson, Bishop Carly Holland, Pastor. The 2014 Midwinter Convention will convene in Jackson, Mississippi. March 12th through March 14th, 2014, at the Hilton Garden Inn, formerly known as the King Edward Hotel. This is right in the downtown of Jackson, Mississippi, 235 Capitol Street in Jackson, Mississippi. The hotel accommodations, once again, are at the Hilton Garden Inn, and you may make your reservations by calling area code 601 969 8056. Once again, it's area code 601-969-8056. Presiding Bishop Carly Holland, Prelay and Founder. Greater Christ Temple is promoting its Chess in Time Ministries, featuring recorded CDs of Bishop Carly Holland and other ministers who have graced our pulpit. We'd like to have a copy of this morning's message or any previous messages. Please contact the church office and reference the date and title of the requested message. Contact our church office for CD information or for any of the above mentioned announcements at 248-414-3700 or 248-414-3701, Monday through Friday between the hours of 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. Our church's website is www.greaterctf.com or you may email us at info at greaterctf.com. You can also contact us on our national website, www.pabnational.org. Bishop Carly Holland, our first lady, Sister Sandra Holland, and the entire Greater Christ Simple family welcomes each of you to our Just-In-Time Ministries. You still have time to make it to our 11.30 a.m. morning worship service. This has been your radio announcer, Sister Karen D. Clark, saying, no weapon Amen. that is formed against me yes. shall prosper. In the word of the Lord today, just want to uh, bring you to a message that I know that God wants you to hear on this morning. And uh, I tell you what, the word of the Lord is a very precious commodity. Amen. Don't ever lose your hunger and your thirst for the Word of God. Don't ever, amen, begin to diminish the Word of God. Uh, and I want you to know the reason why the Bible said that as we see the day of the Lord approaching, talking about the rapture of the church, says we have to be ready. You can have been in the church and not ready when the Lord comes. You have to be ready when the Lord comes. 
those that were ready. I, I know I'm right in here. Those that were ready are the ones that went in. And so you have to uh, be ready. But to help you to be like that, it's not just a desire. I know I'm going to do this and that so I can be ready when the Lord comes. Without him, you can't do any of this. And that's why it's out of his wisdom to tell you that as you see that day approaching, since the devil sees it coming too, and so he is going to and fro as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And he's trying to devour everything. It took effect on God's creation as far as the, the earth and uh, bringing forth and all of those kind of things. There was a time there was no thorns that came forth. Amen. All of that is a derivative of the wickedness that the devil had succeeded in bringing into uh, this world. But in the midst of all of those things, we have a God that can not only uh, take care of us and all of those kind of things, but he's the one that's going to take us safely. Somebody shout safely. He's the one that's going to take us through uh, safely through. And it doesn't mean that uh, it's going to be without price or without cost. It doesn't mean that. Amen. It does not mean that. Uh, it, it does mean that we have to arm ourselves. Amen. All of us are under attack. Satanically, we are under attack. Then those around us that we uh, communicate with every day and so forth, they don't understand us, so uh, they can't really destroy us, but they try to do a little damage every now and then. Amen. Talk about you and all that kind of nonsense, but you don't have to worry about that. In the word of the Lord, in uh, St. John uh, chapter 21, I'm going to call a couple other scriptures in St. John, but I just want to uh, deal with this one as a foundation uh, today. St. John chapter uh, 21. How many loves to learn the word of God? In St. John uh, chapter uh, 21, <clears throat> the Bible said, uh, verse 4, but when the morning was now come, St. John 21 and 4, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus saith unto them, children, have you any meat? And they answered him, no. And he said unto them, cast the net on the right side. Somebody shout right side. right side. Of the ship, and ye shall find. You can find it on the right side. If you do it right, it will come out right. They cast, therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. I'll say that's the right side. So many fish in there until all of them together was not able to draw it to shore. Therefore, uh, that disciple whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter, it is the Lord. He could tell by the great uh, number of fish. He could tell that it was the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girded his fish's coat unto him for he was naked that meant uh, uh, he didn't have anything on it just meant that he didn't have his coat on and in public that was considered a type of nakedness 
And he did cast himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but as it were, 200 cubits, dragging the net with fishes. As soon as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, fish laid thereon and bread. Jesus saith unto them, Bring up the fish which ye now have caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of great fishes and hundred and fifty and three. And for all there were so many, and yet was not the net broken. Jesus saith unto them, Come and dine, and none of the disciples durst ask him, Where art thou? Knowing that it was the Lord, or who art thou, I should say, knowing now that it was the Lord. Jesus then cometh, taketh bread, giveth them the fish likewise. This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after that he was risen from the dead. Look at somebody and tell them the Lord. I said the Lord knoweth them that are his. Get somebody else, tell them the Lord knoweth them that are his. Come on, give God some real praise in here today. Come on, come on, come on, come on. If you're not here for church, you're in the wrong place. Amen. We don't come to church to chill. We come to church to worship. Hallelujah. In this passage of scripture, there's some things I'd like to just point out to you very quickly and uh, help your understanding even more as we go on in the things of God. Number one, they had attempted on their own to, as they were doing at the time, they were fishing and they caught a great number of fish, but as they tried to get it into land, the net broke, and consequently, a lot of their labor uh, was in vain. It only, uh, these are a lot of types and shadows in here now. Jesus, uh, uh, he taught, he preached, and then he turned around and taught, and he taught many times, the Bible said, in parables. Yeah, the preaching was for their understanding, his, his message was they're really the same message that John had preached. Uh, the introduction of his message was what John preached, and that was repentance. John, that was John's message to Israel to prepare them. Anytime that you're going to prepare yourself for God, uh, repentance has to proceed your uh, intended actions. In other words, uh, it's, it's, it's like uh, uh, a lot of people going to Hawaii and some of these other warm spots uh, throughout the world at, at the wintertime. And a time or two, I've been blessed to be over in other uh, countries and uh, where it's 80 and 82 and so on and so forth. While it may have been 21 uh, back this way in other parts of the, uh, of the country. But you just don't go over there. You have to make preparations, and you have to do whatever is necessary. Amen. 
If they say it costs X number of dollars to get there, that's what you have to do. Yeah, and if you don't just have it, which uh, nine times out of 10 of us just don't have it, but we, we plan it ahead of time, and then we do what's necessary uh, to pull it together. But whatever way you have to do it, whatever way you have to do it, uh, the end result is the same. You have to prepare. John was sent as the uh, messenger before the Lord. It was prophesied uh, through the prophets um, and uh, was even prophesied what he was going to say. That's what I love about the Bible. so accurate. Things that were uh, given to the prophets and prophesied to Israel uh, 800, 1500 years prior uh, and other lengths of time not only said that uh, the Messiah was coming, but also told you what he was going to say when he got here. Yeah, you're talking about accuracy. You're talking about pinpointing. Yeah, strategic. Yeah, all of those things are swallowed up in the great deeds of God. So anyway, John was a forerunner. What was he going to do? Was he the runner? No, four means before the runner. Yeah, he wasn't a runner, uh, but he was the one that was going before the runner, the Messiah, the Savior, Redeemer. And his job was to prepare Israel to receive their king. And so when he was to prepare them, it's hard to prepare anybody that doesn't want to be prepared. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard to prepare anybody that doesn't have it in them. Yeah, it's in you to prepare them, but they have to want that same thing. A lot of school teachers and other uh, people, they understand all of those things. Uh, sometimes they care more for a student than the student cares for themselves. Amen. They got to stimulate their, their interest even in the class that they're trying to pursue. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then they have to stimulate their desire to want to uh, learn outside of the classroom only. Yeah, that's homework. That's what they call homework. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, uh, so that's the way it is <clears throat> in the things of God. But anyway, Israel had all of these spokesmen, these prophets that was sent unto them. And it wasn't the prophets. It wasn't what the prophets desired or what they uh, said. If the prophets didn't say what God told them to say, it wasn't any good anyway. Yeah, that's why they didn't go. Uh, what I'm believing that Isaiah said is not because of Isaiah. I don't even know Isaiah. Amen. But I know that what Isaiah prophesied, and I'm just using him by example, all of the prophets uh, received it the same way, and they had to announce when they got ready to prophesy they prophecy to Israel, thus saith the Lord. And then Israel would be open to them because they learned how to recognize them as a true prophet of God. Let me help you out here. The Bible said that if a person comes to you with some kind of prophecy, said, and it doesn't come to pass, said, you know that's a false prophet there. Yeah, don't care how lovely they delivered it, huh? how many roses they put around it and all of that. It's the validity of the prophecy and everything that God prophesied. You and I are walking in the, uh, the truth 
of many prophecies that have come across uh, the ages. Yeah, the reason why we could walk in them, because Israel refused as a nation to walk in them. They walked in them as individuals. But as a nation, uh, they were slow to believe all that the prophets have said. Yeah, and so that negated them. That took them out of the equation. And uh, God didn't turn around and take all the Gentiles, put all the, he did not. I want to say this because it comes over the air. He did not take all of the Jews and, and throw them all away and then turn around in its place and take all of the Gentiles and bring them in. He didn't do that. He did teach Israel a lesson, and it's still going on today. And that is that of all people in the world, at their fall and at their failure to obey God, he turned around and turned to Gentiles and offered the same benefits that came through prophecy to the Gentiles that originally only came to the Jews. Hallelujah. Little man in the Bible called Joel, J-O-E-L. Yes. The reason why Joel is so important in the scriptures as a prophet. Amen. Just a little shepherd and insignificant as far as society and the whole thing is concerned. But Joel said that in the last days, and here's the prophecy, saith God. Yeah, it's not Joel that I'm putting my confidence in. I'm putting my confidence in the fact that Joel said what God told him to prophesy. So in the last days, saith Joel. God said, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And that's the reason why the New Testament church today is blessed to have the Holy Ghost. Because it came through prophecy from the Lord God himself. Hallelujah. So uh, what the church is blessed to be now, God never changes his mind. He never, he never stopped. Uh, his truth from going forth just because he ran up against a rebellious Israel. He didn't stop it. He just put them at the curb and turned to Gentiles. And it's not the whole Gentile thing is replacing Israel. That'll never happen. Israel is always the head of the nations. But uh, the promises that were given to them, God said, Israel, let me show you how that confidence and obedience will bring you great reward. He said, I'm going to turn to these Gentiles that don't know anything, little to nothing, about the one true God because most of them think there's three. Think there's an old man and a young man and a, and a spirit of some kind called the Holy Spirit. And that's the, that's the image that the Gentiles, uh, by nature, have about God. And that con kind of confusion comes from the devil. Yeah, Watch this. I just showed you how the Gentiles in, in particular believe. I'm talking about those that have been to uh, theological seminaries, Bible colleges, and so forth. They all come out for the most part. Amen. With that kind of uh, bogus understanding about the one true God. You don't have one God cut up into three persons and try to call that one God. Hallelujah. And I came to tell you today. That, that kind of understanding you don't get in the Bible college. You don't get in a theological seminary. Amen. Those things, amen, have to be revealed to you by God himself. Hallelujah. So anyway, 
uh, they, while they believe and so on and so on and so forth and then let the devil deceive them like that and, uh, uh, and then turn right around and read uh, where the uh, enemy makes them to believe that but the Bible turns right back around and tells you, he tells you that the devil knows there's only one God. Said, and he fears and he trembles. Why is he trembling? Amen. He, he'd be dead if, if, if there was two more beside the one. Amen. But, but the one true one, the, right, the one right God, the one real God, that's the one that the devil knows is in control of everything. And so uh, this is why God turned from Israel and he turned to Gentiles. Now, he didn't just turn uh, away from Israel and he did not just turn to Gentiles. He turned to away from Israel, but except those that will believe him. And he turns to Gentiles, not everybody, but only those that will believe him. And those that will believe him at this particular time until God, after he establishes this kingdom of, of God, uh, is going to turn back to Israel. But I want you to understand here today that the number here, and I got to move on here, but the number, the first thing that I want you to understand in this passage that I just read to you, amen, uh, is for the sake that you can see, hallelujah, uh, how, that, uh, how important it is. Uh, the Bible said that uh, there was, in verse number 11, said Simon Peter went up and drew the net to the land, to land full of great fishes. Yeah, the first one, the net had broken, and the fish, uh, some of them fell back into the water and swam away and whatever. Amen. Great loss there. Uh, but in this case, this is the second case, and Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of great fishes. Don't let you uh, anybody tell you, amen, ain't going to be nobody hardly in heaven. John saw a number that no man could number. Hallelujah to God. Amen. So when he, it was full of fishes, and here's, this is where I am today. The number of fish that was in the net was an hundred and fifty and three. And for all there were so many, even though there was all those fish in there, in one net, a hundred and fifty-three fish, this is outstanding, yet was not the net broken, and I'm adding like the other one was. Hallelujah. This shows you, brothers and sisters, that when Jesus comes, he comes and he brings in a new thing. Amen. He comes and he brings in the right thing. Hallelujah to God. He comes, he brings in the great thing. Amen. He brings in the thing. Amen. And fulfills all the promises. Amen. Didn't leave one promise out. Amen. He fulfilled every promise. Oh, bless the name of our great God. Now, what I want you to understand about 153, that's an abnormal number. Amen. Three is a little easier to swallow than 153. 150. Amen. Hallelujah to God. But no, this number is a specific number, which means 153 is representing the uh, specificity of the thinking of God. 
So I want you to understand here, amen, this does not mean, it, it said that uh, he caught 153 fishes of every sort. Somebody said, well, there's 153 different kind of fish. No, that doesn't mean that either. Amen. I don't know how many kinds of fish there are. Amen. I've never even heard anybody count one potato, two potato. Amen. To see how many there actually are. What 153 uh, means, it just calls attention, hallelujah to God, amen, to the, to the clause after 153. Yeah, 153 is supposed to get your attention. Hallelujah to God. Why not 150? Amen. Why not 135? 153 seems to be a round or an odd number, I want to say. Amen. But it's there and it came out of the mouth of Jesus. So it's not uh, trying to tell you that there's 153 categories of fish. I don't know how many there are. But what it is telling you, hallelujah to God, amen, ah, the, 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 the uh, fishing that uh, Peter was instructed to do is indicative now of fishing for the souls of men. One reason why the Lord could use Peter, James, and John, and others Bartholomew and the rest of them, most of them uh, earn their living. Uh, many of them earn their living by fishing for fish. And since they had mastered that and become very astute and, and, and learn, amen. You, you can, you can uh, ask your Uncle Henry and uh, Aunt Susie sometimes loves to fish. And there's certain places right here in this area. Amen. You said, uh, you're going fishing? Say, where are you going? Down by the river? They said, no, I don't go down there. Say, cause the current, so on, so on, so on, so on, and so forth. And there's too many people down there and so forth. Amen. You're going to Bell Isle? No, I don't go out there either. Amen. Too many boats up and down there. They, the current chases them all the way. And they have a little secret place that they have learned. Amen. If you go there, you go, it's a good chance, cause you go fishing now. Amen. It's a grab up in the air. You never... Uh, know how many fish you're going to catch. Amen. That's what makes this particular passage so outstanding. Amen. And uh, Peter was doing this at the direction of the Lord. Amen. The, the Lord had just directed him after he tried to pull in all this uh, net before that and the thing broke and so on and so forth. Most people, if you fumble like that, they don't turn right back around as soon as you get through fumbling and tell you to go back and, and bring in some more fish that you, that you uh, uh, and you just uh, uh, lost all of those prior to that. They don't normally do that. They tell you, look, that's all right. Let me add in that. Amen. But Jesus was preparing these men because they were fishers of fish but he was preparing them to become fishers of men. Hallelujah. So anyway, stay with me here a minute. And so anyway, the Bible said uh, when he drew in, said it was full of great fish. Amen. Drew the net to the land and it was full of great fishes. A hundred and fifty and three. Amen. Don't forget my three. Hallelujah to God. I want all of them. Hallelujah to God. Amen. And yet was not the net broken. How many heard the song? I know you heard it. If you've been around any length of time. Amen. There's room at the cross for you. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Though millions have come. 
there's room, still room for one. That's God's great name. Amen. Wouldn't that be something if, if, if the million got in there before you did and here you come. Amen. You want to be saved too. You want eternal life too. You want to go to heaven too. You want to live in the presence of God too. Wouldn't that be a sad song if they told you there's no more room at the cross for you? Oh, no. Though millions have come, there's still room. Thank God for one. And that's what this number three in 153, isn't that an odd number? Amen. When you go through the, the Bible, there were, there were 12 tribes and there were 70, amen, elders. And, uh, you know, everything just kind of lined up. But here you get here. Jesus turns everything around. Amen. And uh, when, when, when you get there where Jesus is, amen, they have a net full of fish. But as they counted each one of them, they came up with this odd number of 153. So what does 153 mean in relative to this particular scripture? Amen. Uh, first of all, it doesn't mean that there's 153 different kind of fish. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not the fish that's important here, but it's what the fish represent. And what the fish represent, amen, are the souls of men. Hallelujah. Amen. God is going to save until the very last believer. He has a time that's already drawn in the sand. No man knows the day nor the hour. Amen. If the Son of Man doth come, neither do the angels know. Hallelujah to God. Amen. Only, amen, the Lord himself knows when that hour is going to come. That's why I give you every so often the, the illustration about the groom up on the hill. Amen. He's the one that decides when, amen, the ceremony starts. They don't send for him. Amen. They have to watch and uh, while they're doing other things. Amen. They always have to be on guard. Amen. Because whenever he decides that it's time for him to receive his bride, hallelujah, then he comes to the entrance of his tent. And when they see him standing out there, the Catholics do that. When they, when they nominate a new pope, amen, uh, uh, the new pope, as long as they see that, uh, amen, uh, they're in deliberation. And then when they're getting close and they feel like they have somebody, then everybody's waiting for that white smoke, amen, to come up out of that uh, stack so that they can understand that it's time for the Pope to come out. And it's not long after that, amen, that little curtain goes back, amen, and the new Pope stands in the window, amen, to the joy of millions of people at a time. And that's the way it was with that, uh, uh, that uh, uh, in Israel, when the groom was ready to receive his bride, and he went to uh, stand outside the door of his tent, and all the wedding party that was at the lower part of the hill, amen, they were festive and eating and, and fellowshipping and so on and so forth. And at the same time, they understood that there's one reason why we're here, and that is because we're here to celebrate, amen, the coming of the groom for his bride. That's why the church, amen, uh, the church is not the wife of God. Israel is the wife of God. Israel's the one that produces. He came down through the Jewish line, amen, in order to bring us into the body. So the church is not uh, the wife, amen. The church is the waiting bride, 
Amen. And as that bride waited for the coming of her uh, groom, so are we waiting for the coming of the Lord. That's why when you want to know what your behavior ought to be while you're waiting, you find that scenario in your Bible. So you go to Matthew chapter 25, where there were 10 virgins. I don't get no help in here today. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't depend on your mind. Well, I don't believe you have to do this, that, and the other. You have to do just what this Bible said. And I'll tell you what the attitude, amen, of, of the believer is supposed to be today. The believer has to, first of all, be a believer. Amen. Then you have to be watchful. And while you're watching, you have to be watchful under prayer so that you will know how to pray. Hallelujah. And while you are watchful under prayer so that you know how to pray, you have to be a waiting believer. Amen. You can't leave. Amen. Your position. Amen. You have to be a waiting believer because the devil will try to make you think, oh, don't worry about it. He's not coming today or not. Even the devil doesn't know when he's coming. Hallelujah to God. So always stay with the word of God. Now to move on here. So anyway, that's what those 153 fish uh, represent. Turn with me now very quickly to St. John chapter 6. I want to tie this up for you. Amen. Now you notice that the Bible said uh, in St. John uh, 21, thank God, and, uh, and verse 11, as, as full as it was, 153, amen, and there were so many, but at the same time, yet was not the net broken. You got to hold on to that. All right, let's see what's happening here in St. John. Thank God. Amen. Chapter number six. Uh, he said in verse 36, but I have said unto you <clears throat> that ye also have seen me. And believe not. He dealt with believers earlier. Amen. He dealt with believers earlier as being the bread of life. Amen. And so forth. Not this earthly stuff, but that bread that comes from heaven. So that the, the earthly bread satisfies and, and, and allows them to live uh, uh, biologically. Amen. But that won't help you in eternal life. So the new bread comes from heaven, which is Jesus coming into the world, amen, as the savior of the world. And the only way that a person can eat of that bread, you have to become a believer in Christ Jesus. So he picks up in verse 36 to those that didn't believe, but I have said unto you that you also have seen me, amen. The reason why he showed himself is so that they could believe him. Amen. He did things. He spoke things. He made things. He created things so that they would learn how to actually believe that he is who he said that he is. And anyway, he said, all that the Father giveth me uh, shall come to me. Peter brought those fish into land. And even though it was 153, a little odd and so forth, but it just lets us know that God doesn't just cut off Amen. Once he gets a certain number, no, you waited too late. Amen. Some people can't get into a stadium because they didn't get their tickets in time. Amen. All the scalpers all around the facility, they've sold out. Amen. And if you don't have a ticket, then you can't get in. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus is our ticket into eternal life. Hallelujah to God. And without Jesus, Amen. Not just I believe he died for my sins. You have to have Christ in you. 
That's the hope of glory. I know I'm right in it. That's the hope of glory. Got to hurry on here. Hallelujah. And so he said that uh, all the Father uh, giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. That's what the three addendum to 150, 153, that's supposed to stick out like a sore thumb. That's supposed to uh, resonate with you that when God gets a certain number that you don't have to worry about this, that, and the other. Now, he does have, he does have a time, amen, when heaven doors are going to be closed. Hallelujah. Amen. But while you have a chance, I was preaching about an opportunity just on last Sunday. Amen. But I want you to know today, amen, those that do come to him by faith, amen, believing, amen, and believing, uh, can, has to be proven. Amen. You can't just say, I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Savior and won't do a thing that the Bible told you to do in order for you to enter into the kingdom. Standing outside believing uh, is one thing, but being in Christ, that's a whole different ballgame. Hallelujah. So then he said, now I came down from heaven not to do mine own will. He didn't come to put himself on parade. Amen. This is God in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. So the only will that he has uh, to uh, uh, fulfill, that he's just determined to fulfill, is the will of him that sent him. He's, he's talking about uh, uh, there would be no Christ if God hadn't been the, the originator of that. It was God himself in his spirit form that overshadowed the Virgin Mary, and she conceived, and what she conceived is what we call Jesus the Christ. Hallelujah. So he said, and this is the Father's will which has sent me, that of the which he hath given me, watch this, I should lose nothing. That's why he didn't cut off after 150. If we have 153, I want 153. Amen. I want all of them. Hallelujah to God. Amen. But should, uh, he said, and lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him. We can't see him physically today, but God can open your blinded eyes. Amen. What I'm preaching to you today, amen, is not to turn you off, it's to turn you on. Hallelujah. Amen. It's to put you in a place where uh, God is going to give you a chance to understand things you cannot understand any other kind of way but by the hearing of the word of the Lord. God has given you a chance to see. Amen. That's understanding. That's perception. Amen. And how can you see or how can you hear to believe on the Lord without a preacher? Hallelujah. And how can he preach except he be sent? Hallelujah to God. So this is what God is doing here today. And though millions have already preceded you, and though, amen, amen, I've got 55 years going on, 56 next year, amen, under my little belt. Hallelujah to God. And there's more others that have way more, amen, living in Christ Jesus. But I couldn't get in Christ, amen, until I understood. I couldn't get in Christ until, amen, I heard. And once I heard, I believed it. And once I believed it, I did it. And because I did it, I kept it. And that's why I'm here today. Hallelujah. So this is the Father's will. And he said, this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone, 
Oh, God doesn't cut you off at 150. If there's 153, he wants every one of them. Hallelujah to God. Amen. Which seeth the Son and believeth on him. Amen. May have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. Got one more scripture and I'm going to try to take off. Amen. After that. But this is in St. John 17. want you to see why God uses this 153 number. Amen. Just to let you know. Amen. That all those that have come to him. This is a symbol. Amen. This is a type and a shadow. Amen. And God will, who is no respecter of persons. He's not going by numbers. He's going by all them that will believe. Whosoever will. Let him come. Say, well, Lord, you know, you got so many and so forth. Yeah, but it's not complete. If you were a believer this morning, it's not complete without you. Hallelujah to God. Amen. And though millions have come, God is still waiting for those. Amen. Amen. That say they believe and they're creeping up on it. And amen. Will I come back again and all that kind of stuff? Amen. If I was you, I'd use the wisdom of this Bible. In the day that you hear his voice, he said, harden not your heart. So anyway, very quickly, amen. In St. John 17, hallelujah to God. Amen. St. John 17. Amen. We have another example here. Watch it in verse, uh, blah, 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 blah. I don't want to go down too far. Uh, verse 9. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but I pray for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. Those are uh, anybody that will believe. You don't have to be in a certain category, amen, of people to feel that God will accept you today. Amen. Said, so, well, you know, amen, I, I'm an alcoholic. Amen. That's who he came to save uh, right along with everybody else. Amen. People that don't drink at all, they need the same Savior as the one that's an alcoholic. People that don't use drugs at all. Some people have never seen drugs because they're stand, standing way back wondering why anybody want to be on drugs. Amen. They have not even ever experienced drugs. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But God doesn't uh, uh, put you in a special category because you have never, amen, used drugs and things. That's to your personal benefit. That keeps you from getting hung and strung out on narcotics and things if you don't mess around with it in the first place. Hallelujah. But what God is doing here, amen, he is separating people that really want to be saved. He said, and all mine are thine, and thine are mine. This shows you his determination, and there's only one will, amen, God's will, and the will that is performed in Jesus Christ is the same will. Hallelujah. Amen. All mine are thine. He's, uh, God is going to save the human family, amen, in the person of a man, in the form of a man and in the person of his only begotten son and thine are mine and I am glorified in them in verse 10 verse 11 and now I am no more in the world but these are in the world and I come to thee holy father keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me that we may be one as uh uh, they may be one as we are one. This is only speaking about unity. Amen. The church of God, we're, we're uh, all in God's family, those of us that are saved. Amen. But now we have to learn how to get along with one another. Amen. Amen. The hand can't say to the foot, amen, that I have no need of thee. 
Amen. Uh, we have to work together. And the only way that this can be done is we have to come and sit at the feet of God's word and not be hearers only, but, but, but take it in. Amen. Let it become a part of you. Let, it, let the Holy Ghost direct your path every day. Amen. As you are led. Amen. Uh, in the word of God. And so he said that uh, uh, verse 12 said, while I was with them in the world, these, these are these disciples now. And uh, the Lord is getting ready, amen, to leave this earth. And he's praying for those that have uh, all those fishes that have been uh, caught and brought into this, the boat of salvation. Amen. He, got, he wants every one of them, not 150, not 110. He wants the 153. If 153 was caught and they're in the boat, he wants every one of them. So he said, and now I come to thee in these things, verse 13. Uh, let me see. No, I don't want to skip my main verse. Uh, uh, verse 12 is the one I want. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me, watch it, I have kept, and none of them that is lost. That's the 153. Not a one of them. The net didn't break. Amen. This, the, God's church is built on Jesus Christ. He's the foundation. Amen. And uh, the foundation of God standeth sure. Amen. Having this seal. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, Jesus never fails. There's no failure in God. That's the kind of foundation that a sinner is standing on when they come to God. Amen. As a believer. And all those things, those can't help it. And amen, all of our flaws and weaknesses. And, and God only knows what all. Amen. People do a lot of things and not even under control. Amen. It can be motivated to do things. Hallelujah to God. God takes all those old filthy garments. Hallelujah. Amen. And then turns around and gives us a robe of pure white. Hallelujah. Amen. A righteous life, a godly life, a holy life, a sanctified life. Hallelujah. Amen. Too holy. Hallelujah. Amen. To do the things that you see people doing out there in the world that don't even have Christ in their life. So he said, and uh, I, uh, all those that thou gavest me, he said in verse 12, I have kept. And none of them, somebody shout, none of them. None of them is lost, but the son of perdition, and that was Judas, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. Hallelujah to God. So I just want you to know today, <clears throat> amen, that when uh, this last net was put out there, the Bible, and, it's, and the Bible is so clear, uh, uh, that the, the net was cast on the right side. Jesus said, you can get the fish, the fish, the fish are out there. Amen. He's trying to take the passion that was in him. Amen. Uh, coming to reconcile uh, his uh, own back to himself, his world back to himself. Hallelujah. But now he's getting ready to leave in order for the Holy Spirit. Uh, uh, God has always revealed himself in three forms, in his eternal spirit form, amen. Then as in his human form, God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. That's two. And now, 
uh, while he is in uh, the heavens and has always been and always will be, amen. While he came here in human form and never left the throne of God, amen, in spirit form, now even the human form has left the earth, amen, and gone up into the heavens. The human form now is sitting on the throne. Hallelujah. Amen. That's no father sitting on no throne. Amen. Unless you're talking about the one that's responsible for Jesus that overshadowed the Virgin Mary. Amen. Jesus is sitting on the throne. Amen. And the only way that we'll ever see God throughout all of eternity is always going to be in the person or in the face of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But I came to tell you, amen, with him leaving the earth, now God, while he is in the heavens, he can do something special here on the earth. So, Bishop, what is he going to do? Now, that same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. God said, I'm coming back in spirit form. Amen. I'm not coming back, amen, in the person of Jesus. Amen. I got to build me a kingdom of, of believers. I got to get this together. And uh, once I I get it together, amen, and in my desire time, then I'm coming back for those that are in Christ Jesus, hallelujah, so what he did, he ascended on high, and he said, I'm, I'm going away, but I'm not going to leave you comfortless, amen, I'm going away in my human, in my human form, he said, but I'm coming back, hallelujah, in spirit form, amen, and that's exactly what happened on the day of Pentecost, Jesus said, if I go away, I will come again, Amen. I will receive you unto myself. Hallelujah to God. And I came to tell you today, amen, don't let the devil trick you. Well, you know, they got so many people over there and there's people all in the body of Christ and all that. Yeah, but none of them are you. You have to save yourself. Amen. From this untoward uh, generation. Almost finished here. Amen. But I came to tell you today. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Ah, the 150, amen, and the unbroken net, amen, the unbroken net was so precious, amen, we got to get these fish, we can't keep bumbling and fumbling and, amen, fish keep getting away, had a net full, but they all, most of them got away, amen, when the net broke, amen, so the Lord told them, that was Peter and them, drop the net into the water, the Lord said, now this time when you cast your net, cast your net on the right side, Hallelujah. He said, and if you cast your net on the right side, ooh, I'm so glad I'm on the right side this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. I'd rather be on the right side than to be a Catholic. I'd rather be on the right side than to be a Baptist. I'd rather be on the right side than to be a Lutheran. I'd rather be on the right side. Glad I'm on the right side. He said, now if you cast on the right side, amen, he is the fisherman. Yeah, Jesus teach you how to fish. Hallelujah to God. Amen. They had more the second time. Amen. All the disciples, they were standing around as fishermen. Amen. I hadn't received the Holy Ghost yet. But was standing around as fishermen and uh, was hoping the net didn't break again. Amen. All those fish, and most of them got away. Jesus said, well, what you have to do, you have to learn now that when I came, amen, I opened up a new and living way. Amen. You want to get right results? I said, right results. Amen. Not just right with you, but right 
right with him. Hallelujah. You want to get some right results? He said, then you have to cast your net, amen, in a different place than where your intellect has been leading you to do before. You got to rise now and walk in the newness of life. He said, oh, there's plenty of fish in the ocean. Hallelujah to God. Amen. But you won't get them, amen, like God wants you to catch them, amen, if you don't cast your net on the right side. So guess what? The right side now becomes precious. Amen. We're going to get these fish, but we got to, we got to get on the right side. Amen. And your Bible speaks to the fact, hallelujah to God, that the, 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 the freight was so precious, amen, from the right side, hallelujah to God. And, uh, and that's the way you get them to shore. And when they got them to shore, the net wasn't broken and they didn't lose one fish, amen, that was caught in that net. Oh, I hear songs ringing in me, amen, while God was filling me with this sermon the last couple of days, amen, songs begin to ring in me. Jesus never fails. Hallelujah. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but Jesus never fails. That's why the devil, amen, God gives you faith in him. Faith when it doesn't feel good. Faith when you know they didn't do you right. Faith when they, you know they were selfish. Faith, hallelujah to God. Amen. When you gave it your best shot. You know when you did something well and when you're having, some people is never enough. Hallelujah to God. But your faith is what you want to keep walking with God with. Hallelujah. So what does the devil want to do to kill your faith? He wants to fill you with fear. Hallelujah to God. Amen. That's why Amen. That's why God can't use a lot of crying saints. Amen. If God has saved you, amen, giving you everything that you need to serve him like he wants to be served, amen, and you still shaky, something's wrong with that picture. Amen. I will trust in the Lord. Amen. With all my heart. Amen. And I'm not going to lean to my own understanding because my understanding will make me fear instead of having faith in a God that never fails. Hallelujah to God. So I just want you to know here, hallelujah, amen. Jesus said, amen, that he's not going to lose anything, amen. Anybody that comes to him, amen, believing, he said he's not going to use any of them, amen, lose any of them. Now, this is why the world, uh, the church world, amen, they're full of all you have to do is believe, amen. You, all you have to do is believe, yes, to leave where you are and do what you have to do to get where you want to go. Amen. That's what believing is. Believing isn't all you have to do. Yeah, I've been in the church, amen, for 45 years and all like that. And having been in the real church, amen, doesn't help you at all. Hallelujah to God. How many knows that there's a real church? Hallelujah. Upon this rock I will build my church. Hallelujah. And everybody that's claiming the church, brothers and sisters, is not in the church at all. So this is why, amen, Bible study is, is absolutely necessary. Amen. We, we can't live this life. We can keep living as long as we get some uh, potatoes and corn and hallelujah and all that stuff. You can keep living, feeding this man. But because he's living doesn't mean that spiritual man is living like he should. Amen. You have to have this right here. Amen. To live like God said. Man doesn't live by bread alone. That's what I just mentioned to you. Amen. Corn and so on and so forth. They're weighing this so you won't have so many calories. And they're weighing that and they're, they're adding 
stuff in the food and kills the taste and don't even taste sometimes. Amen. Like it used to taste. Hallelujah to God. And all of that is, is that natural man. But oh, I came to tell you, amen, that you can eat the best of what the world has. Amen. And uh, at the same time, amen, not feeding that soul of yours, amen, at the same time. But I came to tell you today, amen, if you can ever just get a taste of the bread of heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. If you can ever get a sip of the water of life. Hallelujah. Amen. People won't have to keep saying, come on, come on. I'll even pick you up. Amen. You can't get nothing out to clean us. I'll get them out to clean us for you if you just promise to come to church. Amen. Don't nobody get that stuff out to clean us when they want to go gambling. Don't nobody get that stuff out no cleaners. Amen. When they want to go to see the lions. Hallelujah. How come when it comes to the church? How come when it comes to everlasting life? How come that when it comes to being saved? How come when it comes to Jesus? You got to have some excuse. You'll never be saved like that. You have to stand up in the midst of your situation. And I heard a song. I don't really like it, but I heard it. Amen. After you tried everything, then try Jesus. I'm, I'm against that one. Amen. Don't worry about trying everything. Because some of that stuff is stronger than other stuff. Hallelujah to God. You get into all that wayward stuff out there. Amen. Amen. Out there in the world. Amen. There's not a real chance that you're going to get back. Amen. I've seen a lot of people even start out in the Lord. Hallelujah to God. I've seen a lot of people start out in the Lord. I've seen all kind of folk over all, over all these years. And I'm just talking about me and my testimony. I've seen all kind of folk. Amen. Some people, amen, that uh, were there, amen, wound up not only not being uh, in Christ, but they died out of Christ. Hallelujah to God. And Jesus is clear on that too. So I just want you to understand here today, amen, that uh, the Lord told me to tell you today that everything that you need is here. Amen. There's some things, I'm closing on this, but God demands some things from every believer. Amen. You not only have to believe that Jesus, amen, came to die for your sins, you not only had to believe to the point that God filled you with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence Amen. With the evidence of speaking with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. That's kind of like nonsense to people that don't know what we're talking about. Amen. Why you want to get down there and speak? And because they don't understand. And I've heard preachers on the radio in this area talk about this saying, I was down here. I didn't say, yeah, I didn't go, amen. But I did speak in tongues. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. So listen, let me wrap this up for you here. But these are things that God demands that all believers, amen, learn how to believe. See, if you're going to believe to get in here.